0: This is RUV English Radio with Darren Adam, daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, RUV. Hello, this is RUV English Radio. I'm Darren Adam. Thank you very much for your company. I'm in the company today of Lilia Boulders in a very interesting building, not in the center of Reykjavík, but not terribly far from the center either. And I want you to explain, Lilia, firstly, the room that we are sitting in, because there is such a history, I think, to the building that we're in but also such a change that's been made, not just to this room, but to the one next door. So let's start, shall we, around this coffee table, the room that we're in, the building that we're in.
1: Yes, yeah, so we're actually located in um, old barracks that were used in the Second World War to store bombs <laughs> for the American army. Um, they were initially located in, in uh, Um and these are seven barracks. And then they were moved here and for ages they were used, after the war, as potato nurseries. Like, we like to call them potato nurseries, but people would store potatoes here and then you would come here with your parents and pick up potatoes to cook for dinner. So a lot of people remember these barracks as potato storage and actually they have a nickname, the Old Potato Barracks. Um, there were other things here as well. I think they were um, growing mushrooms here <laughs> for a time. But then in the recent years, they actually have just been vacant um, yeah. and I know that uh, people in, in the neighborhood have been wanting to see something pop up here because it's a beautiful building, mm-hmm. beautiful windows overlooking Atleotaler valley. Yes. And Which is
0: the river area in the center or near the center of the city.
1: Yeah. So um, actually what happened is these barracks went uh, were advertised for sale. So myself and my business partner, Rabnelter, we decided to buy them. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> <good> idea. idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really know what we were thinking. Both
0: <laughs> and at that point, we'll talk about what you've done here. But did you have an idea then? about what you wanted to do with the space? Or did you just think something should be here?
1: No, we knew exactly. We had the installation that is located here that we decided to place here permanently. Yeah. Um, we, ha- we It was debuted in 2019 at the Venice Biennale, which is kind of the Olympics for the art world. Yes. Um, and we had had it in our minds since then, like, why don't we, do something ourselves, you know everything is self produced today you don 't need a gallery you don 't need an agent you know yes. you can do things yourself so that 's kind of where we we came from like why don 't we this is such a big huge artwork that was located in a 40 foot container yes. we needed storage for it, so why not just open it and okay.
0: the installation is called chromo sapiens it 's the permanent installation here at this facility. And that's really what we're going to talk about now. We're in the, the coffee area at the moment, and again, it's just striking to think that this once had the purpose that you described as a barracks, because it couldn't look less, in, it couldn't look less militarized, could it? Or industrialized?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's true. I mean, it was very raw when we purchased it, so we had to do a lot of build out. But yes. um, yeah, we've put our flair on the building. <laughs> you can definitely say that. Um, I think people walk in here and they feel like they're somewhere in another universe. Yes. Um.
0: Well, let's step into that alternative universe, if we may. We're going to walk into the permanent installation, which, as I say, is called Chromo Sapiens. And I first stumbled across this on a TV show, and we were tr- racking our brains a moment ago, Lilia, trying to think whose television program it was, but a TV show that came to Iceland sometime in the last 18 months and they filmed some of what we're about to see before you actually opened, before the facility was opened. So I have, before we go in, in my mind's eye, a room full of extraordinarily lush fabrics and fuzzy textile designs that hang from the ceiling in all sorts of colors. That's the vague memory that I have of what we're about to see.
1: Yeah, would you like me to tell you a little bit about the installation before we enter? Okay. So. Rapnildur uh, Arnardóttir is the name of the artist. She's actually known um, for her artist name Shoplifter, and the reason she's called Shoplifter is someone mispronounced her Icelandic name and said "Nice to meet you, Shoplifter," trying to say Rapniltir. <laughs> so it's funny. Um, when it comes to that, it kind of has stuck. But she could have been worse, couldn't it? Really, it could have been worse. It's a really cool name for, for, for her to use. But. Um, Um, So she's worked with hair for the past 30 years of her career. It started small and then it's kind of blown up as you're about to see inside. She works with real human hair but also synthetic. And um, she reuses it again and again because obviously the synthetic hair is not environmentally friendly. So she'll use it again for installations and wall art. And just as a side note, all the furniture in this space is created um, from recycled plastic. Okay. So we're kind of um, going on with the same theme of recycling. And the Icelandic company Plastplan created everything in here.
0: So the textiles, the fabrics we're going to see inside are actually hair, yes. synthetic and human.
1: Yeah well not human only synthetic because it's such a large scale but these (laughs) shoes but But
0: here out in the coffee area of the shop you can buy some items with her her hair or no 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 (laughs) no just the
1: hair that she purchased and and hand dyes okay all right well let's move into the main part
0: and I nearly didn't see the door there okay now we're entering what feels like I'm going to try to describe this if you can imagine a cave um, like space which is very dark inside there are some lighting effects, greens and blues and reds, but a cave which is entirely clad with, as we have discovered, giant tufts and mounds of synthetic hair. This is an incredible experience. It's like being inside a dream. It's like being inside a multicolored candy floss, actually.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You could explain it like you're inside a teddy bear's stomach or... Dr. Seuss, there are all kinds of references for this work.
0: Yeah. And the idea for this came from where?
1: I mean, the artist would have to explain that, Shopee, but... Um,
0: Has she to you?
1: I mean, she's explained that this, with this work, it's the first time that she's using the hair so it covers your, your whole entire peripheral view. Yeah. So 360 everywhere you look, you, you yes. There's no look. escape, is there? There's no escape, <laughs> and I mean, with the hair, she talks about. She talks about the fact that um, everyone is very creative with their hair. We're, when it's on our body, we we're all styling it. Yes. And um, as soon as it's off your body, it kind of becomes grotesque. So when you walk in here, you have to decide, is this magnificence or is it grotesque?
0: (laughs) What do you think? I
1: think it's amazing, (laughs) but they're definitely, it's not for everyone, but I think for most people, they
0: love it. The the temptation is to touch it as you go past. Is that encouraged, permitted?
1: Yes, it is, it's encouraged. You can touch it and actually these um, hanging stalactites, you can hug them. She calls, they're nicknamed
0: huggables.
1: I can can see why.
0: Yeah. Or I can feel why.
1: Yeah, so a lot of people who maybe need a hug, they come in here and they hug one. And
0: And did you say that this installation existed in a different space before it was moved here?
1: Yeah, so it was debuted at the Venice Biennale, Um, it was up for seven months and it got a lot of attention. People were coming from all over Europe to see it, Uh, school groups from England, from Germany, and and um, after the Biennale it was shown at the Reykjavik Art Museum and uh, broke all kinds of records of visitors during the six weeks it was up there and then now it's been here but as you can imagine we've had requests from all over the world to show it but it's just so hard to travel (laughs) with and and, you know install.
0: I imagine it might be.
1: So we thought it would be a good idea just to why, why not just permanently put it up here?
0: It's called Chromo sapiens yes. because it, it indicates what it does to the homo sapiens, to the humans that see it.
1: Yeah, so um, chromo is kind of like, you know, the spe- spectrum of colors. So you you come in as a homo sapiens, but you leave as a chromo sapiens. So it's kind of very inclusive and very, you know, inspiring. I think.
0: I'm gonna wander around a little bit. I'm sort of fascinated by the darker area that you pass through on the way in where the fabrics are darker and the lighting is less obvious. And you can hear there is a soundtrack playing as well. I mean, people I imagine could really spend a lot of time here contemplating.
1: Yes, it's a very like meditative place yeah. to be, people dwell in here, you can sit down, lie down. We've had some people fall asleep. Yeah. The soundtrack is actually made by Icelandic metal band Ham, okay. and it's three soundscapes for each cave, so we have three caves, and they are sewn together, uh, so you can't really hear it, but all the speakers are located at chest height, so it's kind of like it creates this vibration, yeah. you feel like you're inside.
0: I hope that's being transmitted through our microphone. We have been through, as you said, the first darker cave area, if you want to say that, the first darker chamber, we're in the middle one just now. And the third one that I can see through this, I was gonna say door, that's maybe not the right word, this this opening okay. is much brighter. So it's intentional to have three different areas, one very dark, uh, one not so dark, and one very bright.
1: Yeah, I think uh, it was intentional, Shopi shall be kind of, um constructed it in that way and I think a lot of you know art can sometimes be very uh, people find sometimes that it's not accessible because they don't understand it but if you walk in here you don't have to understand anything you can put your own meaning and experience into into this so some people talk about being born from the dark and into the light you know Um, other people see it in a completely different way it's just it's just about how yeah. you feel when you're in here, and
0: but it's also fun, and I imagine yeah. that's why you mentioned school children coming to see this, why they enjoy it too.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you think about, if we talk about art being accessible, this and accessible in the in the in the notion that like it's understood or you feel welcome, like children love being here, and and. I imagine for Shopee it's so inspiring to be able to move children with her artwork because I don't think that's very common, you know.
0: But again, it comes back to what you said about sometimes there's a barrier with art, isn't there? People feel they have to understand it, they have to pass the test before they can access it. And that's not what's happening here.
1: No, I would say this is very accessible (laughs) to everyone. And um, we even, you know, she's had messages from people who have... um, limited vision who start seeing more when they come in here and um, she even talks about you know the colors how they penetrate your retina and produce happy hormones you know
0: i can imagine that if you perhaps do lie down on the ground or just let the moment take you away you could see these colors all starting to merge and becoming almost hallucinatory
1: yeah exactly you don't need any any you know hallucinated <laughs> it's enough to just be Indeed. in here and an experience
0: well we're going to move through to the quiet, to the brighter part or the brightest part because you've got some visitors in and and we're having a conversation of course at the start of December are you getting lots of visitors still at this time of year
1: yeah I mean um, we always get people in um, but being that we're self-funded and um, it just takes time to kind of establish ourselves in the market and it takes time for tourists to know that we're here and stuff. But we do, we have a lot of activations and workshops um, to kind of, for the Icelanders, Mm. (laughs) for people who live here who have maybe seen the installation. We do a lot with our um, art workshops. So there's always enough.
0: This lighter chamber that we're in is a lot brighter and it it, it feels very warm, but it also feels quite icy because you talked about the stalactites of synthetic hair coming down from the ceiling. They really do look like shards of ice here, don't they?
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's a cozy, fluffy snow room.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for showing me around. I'd like to come back at some point and just spend a bit more time, maybe lying on the floor if you can put up with that.
1: Yes, that's encouraged, (laughs) absolutely.
0: So just remind us where we are, how people can find you.
1: So we are um, in Hövedstövin, which tra- loosely translated means headquarters or headspace. Um, and we are in Um uh, or on Ravstad, which is a very difficult to pronounce location, but you can find everything out about us on Hesten.com. Yes,
0: and if you exit the main road at Ather, it, it's not terribly far from from the main no, road. No, if it? you
1: if you put it into Google, it'll yeah. take you straight to us. So.
0: And during the winter, what are your opening hours?
1: We're open every day from 10 to 6 and weekends 11 to 5, excluding obviously the holidays where yeah. we have limited hours.
0: And I can imagine, don't want to encourage irresponsible drinking, but if anyone were to have overindulged the night before, this would be a nice place to... To chill out the following day.
1: Yeah, to kind of recharge <laughs> after a difficult night. Yes. For sure.
0: After a particularly noisy celebrations during the, the festive period. Lilia, thank you so much.
1: Yes, thank you so much.
0: It's Roof English Radio. I'm Darren Adam. Thank you very much for your time today. You can get in touch with us by email anytime. We are english at ruv.is. There is more from Roof English with all the news from Iceland in English at ruv.is slash English. RUV English Radio is a daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster Roof.